0: Hey, everyone. Russ here. The day after we recorded this episode and just hours before it went live, NBC News reported that Justin Royland, the head of high on life developer Squanch Games, is facing charges of domestic battery and false imprisonment. After a lot of debate, we decided to still publish the episode as is because we thought it wouldn't be fair to the other people at Squanch Games, to our guests of this episode, Lucy James, and to our listeners if we were to never publish the episode. When our discussion doesn't mention this alleged abhorrent behavior, we wanted you to understand why. If you or someone you love is experiencing domestic abuse, help is available through the National Domestic Violence Hotline at 1-800-799-7233. Thank you very much.
1: Lucy, where, where are you at, geographically speaking?
2: So I'm in San Francisco but I am...
1: Oh my God, it's so early, I'm so sorry. No, I already don't worry. No,
2: it's okay. I do morning mess with Grub on Wednesdays, so Wednesday is my up early already, get up and get out of day, so honestly, don't worry about it. But um,
1: I'm going to continue to worry about okay. it for at least a week, so thank you, sorry. <laughs> I thought I had this... I, You know what? I had hoped when I heard your accent, I was hoping you were... In the UK, because this is a real chill afternoon session, that what <laughs> right. I felt really good about it.
2: Uh, I can pretend that if you want. I'm like, oh, it's, okay. it's raining outside. I don't know why I changed my accent. <laughs> my my accent is gonna <laughs> go. Different. Yeah, it went like, northern. Did you just have a
1: different, <laughs> a different
2: British. <laughs> accent? Well, the thing is, is that this isn't actually my real accent.
1: <gasps> okay, I love that. Yeah. What's your real accent?
2: So if I was going to talk normally, it would be actually really northern because I am from the northeast of England. I am a Geordie, but then when I moved to London, the first job I had, they were like, they will not understand you. Uh, so um, I changed uh, with peer pressure. And oh now I just have God. this mess of an accent where
1: – I did that too. in the- I, th- I had a, a much stronger West Virginian Appalachian accent. Uh, and then I was a theater major and they kind of beat it out of me. Mm-hmm. So it's like this weird hybrid
0: of – like Jed Clampett and Transatlantic.
1: <laughs> just perfect, perfect. Can sonically. we all go
0: back? Can we do the entire podcast just with our true voices? I can't do my, that when I,
1: when I do I a West you, Virginia man. accent at this point, it's offensive. Like it's offensive to West Virginians when I attempt to do my real accent.
2: Have you got like a Gary Oldman situation going on where he can't remember what his actual accent is? because he's been guess, in america yeah,
1: too
0: long. much
2: that's that'll be me in like four years
0: <laughs> that's the dream man us all just forgetting our past and becoming something new like a cocoon <laughs> like gary oldman just like yeah
3: <laughs> just
1: like gary oldman huh? that's my dream to be like Gary
3: Oldman, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Somewhat, I Just wouldn't want exactly like <laughs> Gary Oldman. I wouldn't actually want to be like Gary Oldman in some pretty specific ways. <laughs> <laughs> Mostly the human. There's part some extremely him. specific ways that I wouldn't <laughs> want to <laughs> be like Gary Oldman.
2: Gary Newman, though. Yeah, Gary
0: now Newman. Oh, oh, yeah. Now we're yeah. talking. Driving around in cars. I don't know anything else about him I know he's like
2: Banging that moog (laughs) Banging that all day long Living on that pleasure pleasure principle
3: Hell yeah (laughs) Oh man (laughs) My name is Justin McElroy, and I know the best game of the week. My name is Griffin McElroy. I know the best game of, like, four weeks ago. Well, it's an old game. It's not a new game.
0: My name is Ross Froschek, and I know the best game of the week.
1: Hello, and welcome to the Besties, where we talk about the latest and greatest in home interactive intergame. is a video game club, and just by listening, you, my friend, have have joined. Look in your pocket. You'll find a membership card. It's complimentary. Uh, No problem. We are here to talk about a new game, and we have uh, a, a new friend with us, uh, filling in for uh, Christopher Thomas Plant uh, from uh, all manner of gaming. Uh, resources Most recently, Giant bugs. Bomb,
0: GameStop. Yeah, I, <laughs> I screwed it up. GameSpot. No, no, own it. GameSpot. Most
1: recently, I've moved from GameStop. All the, statistically, Lucy Lucy, all of us sh- sh- shut up. <laughs> Lucy James, welcome to the program. Lucy, hi, thank welcome. you so much for having me. Yay. Representing- Lucy, did you know that Griffin once got robbed at gunpoint at a GameStop? Oh,
2: my God. That's true. Really?
1: It's true. And here's the wild part, because he won't brag about this. I won't true. brag about
3: it because it makes me sound like I'm going through some pretty <laughs> rough shit. He
1: won't <laughs> back brag in the about day. it. No, but they said, "Do you have any PS3s?" I think it was PS3s. It was. And he lied <gasps> to them. <laughs> he lied to the person with the gun <laughs> to protect. That's a soldier of the game. Wait, right? you had? That's a true gamer. You had gamer. a
3: stack of PS3s in the back. You had and a and you're fucking like, nope. pyramid of places. This was when they cost six hundred dollars, and so nobody was buying them. So we had a p- literal pyramid of them in the back room. And these dudes walked in, and the different Game had been robbed in the area. Mm. So so when these two dudes walked in with hoodies pulled tight around their faces, I was like, oh, a robbery. And they're like, do you have PlayStation 3s? And I was like, nope. And then they, they, <laughs> they did they did retrieve For the, the, the pistol uh, and have that's me just, give them wow. that's the money. That's a Sony crony. You know <laughs>
2: right what I mean? Like, there. that's a true Sony crony. <laughs> did they take anything else?
3: Uh, no, they took like, it was like a snowy Sunday morning. They made like 200 bucks and then they got arrested like four days mm, later. Yeah. <whop, whop. good. Okay, so I mean, it would have paid if I had given them, you know, the 20 PlayStation 3s we had in the sure. back room. But,
1: yeah, that would have been a
0: good crime. That's <laughs> a Nice <laughs>
3: score. Uh, and to be specific, <laughs> well, Lucy does not work
0: or has not worked, as far as I'm aware, at GameStop.
2: No, I've right? never worked at GameStop. <laughs> okay, yeah, it's Stop, game but I do spot. work for GameSpot.
0: Right, yes. GameSpot, which I'm sure and people time. that are at GameSpot uh, also make that mistake all the time, right?
2: Yes, frequently. That's uh, good to know. And you know what? We're just used to it now. We just yeah, we just go on. I mean, do you want to do you want to try selling one of us a subscription at Game Informer, mm, yeah.
3: or just to see if because you might like it? Like I loved it. Mm-hmm. I thought it was really fun selling a subscription at Game Informer. To
0: what am I getting with a a subscription, Lucy?
2: Well, you're getting a year of quality uh, print, a publication full of features, reviews, and unfettered access to the latest and greatest in the world of video games. <laughs>
1: So, Lucy, how did your guest spot go on Bessie's? Oh, we're pretty good. You didn't plug any of our competitors. <laughs> like, did, did she give like an explanation of why our competitors have a great product? <laughs> to be fair, I did actually
2: see the Game Informer guys on Friday. So I was, you know, keeping them a solid. Yeah, exactly. As, sure. so,
1: as, as somebody who wrote for a lot of uh, video game magazines in my youth, and I was literally like, leaping from rock to rock as they sunk into the lava beneath me uh i i want to support the game magazines that still <laughs> the game exist. magazine i, mean, I should say that's magazine. game magazine singular yeah, <laughs> yeah that still exists uh we're gonna talk this week about high on life normally that's what chris plant would do uh is explain what it is but i'm gonna ask uh, oh, Russ god fresh to sure explain.
0: high on life is a game uh, from the mind of Justin Roiland, who you know from Rick and Morty, and it comes from Squanch Games, which is his game development studio. And it's a first person comedy centric alien game. I don't know what this also came out last it came out like Yeah, December, late December, right? so, so we missed a little, it little late on Besties. It. So yeah. we're, we're coming we're coming around to it, and, and I'm glad we did, because it's an interesting game to talk about uh we're we are going to talk about we're going to do exactly that but we're going to do it right after this this episode of the best these is sponsored by aura frames all right so you know there are a number of people in your life that are not necessarily the most technologically savvy i'm sure immediately names jump to your mind those are the sorts of people that you would say oh maybe they would want a digital picture room in their house highly recommend it. I'm really, really happy with it. And right now, you can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving by visiting AuraFrames.com. For a limited time, listeners can get $20 off their best-selling frame with code BESTIES. That's A-U-R-A frames.com, promo code BESTIES. Terms and conditions apply. So, High on Life is, as far as I'm aware, the second game from Squanch Games because they also no. put out Trover Saves the World, which was like a VR game. Did anyone play that? Right. No, no I didn't, but I could swear Saves they did. Saves the universe. Saves the universe. They did, uh,
3: didn't they do Accounting? Wasn't that yeah, Accounting then? Plus? Accounting Plus. Oh, yeah, wow. So the second game they've done. pretty. And then
0: Dr. Splorchy presents Space Heroes. Man, I guess I totally missed a lot of them.
1: Uh, which I don't know what that one it's a it says it's available on Google daydream
3: no oh, that? What's that's that? Google's discontinued VR platform oh. okay so okay it was so, a, it was a fucking you, you it was like a, a, a frame that you put your phone into oh yeah oh yeah. but this is basically their this is their
1: easily their biggest sort of uh release from from Squatch. yes Lucy, tell I'm gonna start with you tell me about your your experience with high on life.
2: So I came into it I've never seen Rick and Morty. The only things I know about that are Pickle Rick and the the sauce. Um I don't know Do really you know the any... context
0: of like what even pickle rick means? Or you just I know heard that
2: it? He got turned into a pickle.
0: Yeah, there you go. That, that's all you need. Yeah, sure. <laughs> you, <got laughs> you got it. You got it. Yeah. <laughs>
2: um and I know because there are like Funko Pops everywhere. Yes I, so I didn't really know what to expect other than the the kind of talk about this game is that the guns were annoying and yes i did find the guns to be very annoying <laughs> um but i i kind of went in with a little i don't know russ you asked me to be on the show and it was a bit of a curl of the monkey's paw when high on life came up <laughs> but then i went into it and i put a good few hours in and i don't hate it there's a lot in there that i really like i think they talk way too much in the <laughs> yeah that the, the The characters are very irritating, and I couldn't tell you for the life of me a name of any character. Kenny. It all just goes over my head. Kenny. I I think the gun, the the, the the first gun
3: is Kenny. That's the one I remember. Kenny. I I remember Gus. Gus is the J.B. Smoove gun. I remember that because that's also my son's name. Yeah. (laughs) JB Smooth. My 21 month old JB Smooth. <laughs> S-
2: uh, I did just get Creature because it's Tim Robinson. And I, I knew Tim Robinson was in it. So I was like, I will get That's... that gun.
3: Yeah. I haven't got that yet. I'm very excited for that. There is, I have just uh, switched it yesterday. Uh, there is an option to toggle enemy chatter and gun chatter. Uh, oh, turn and that I, off. I would, there is, well, there's a. Uh, Max, and then there's, like, occasional and off, and I switched it to occasional. And it makes more. me wonder
0: how uh, deep into development did the QA team demand that feature? <laughs> they must have been going I, yeah, I absolutely know. bonkers insane having to deal with that, and they're like, we need an option to at least dial it back a little bit, y'all. So, to cl- to clarify, and I, and I think that
1: this is probably, like, if you haven't seen it, and it, it is probably different, uh, vastly different, I would guess, than a lot of uh, game VO or 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 any dialogue in video games because it it seems to be highly improvised. Like it seems like each line was basically a sketch, and then you know, yeah, just vamp on it, just like just uh, to, just give me uh, you know, ten different takes. On this line, because the lines feel very... Very
3: stream of consciousness more than anything else. In the same way that that I I have not seen much Rick and Morty at all, but it is very much in the same way that characters on that show do not speak in sort of coherent sentences without sort of stops and starts all over the place. Yeah, so I was wondering Uh, about that
0: too, because it is... I've seen probably like two seasons of Rick and Morty. It's very, very consistent with that. Griffin is right. But I think that's just... Royland's like delivery style to some extent like i think sure i think he's actually extremely talented at making everything that he says on these totally like sound off the cuff i think some of it is written i think some of it is fully improv but um there is like a weirdly naturalistic delivery that actually sounds a lot like bob's burgers in that way where they like kind of deliver stuff and it doesn't sound as written as like a simpsons for example so i actually i actually am into it i mean there is a lot of talking and a lot of jokes in this game um which can be
1: mm, there's a lot of talking
0: Not there's
3: a lot of <laughs> there's jo- some Listen, jokes there. I, I, I don't
1: actually mean i don't mean that, that to be stuff. sorry sorry i don't mean that to be dismissive <laughs> i'm saying that like the it, it's not as much there there are there are jokes but it's mainly like amusing like
3: irreverent not necessarily like joke joke like a, a joke. Side. Like you're not getting Yeah. 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 Well yeah. Okay, but there are also, I would say, in addition to sort of just the the chatter jokes, right? Which do not do it for me, right? Like I I I am glad that I have uh turned down the frequency on those. There are just constant uh they're just constant kind of bits as you explore the world. And a lot of them are explorations of like video game tropes, yeah. which, you know, this game is far from the first. I was trying to remember what was the game that was Matt Hazard. Thank you, Justin. That was <sighs> that you did not miss a beat there, Matt Hazard, which was like all about fourth wall breaking, sort of like Lauren. Uh, wow, was it really yes, Lauren? I Hazzard. believe so. Yeah. Uh, this this game does that like constantly, right? And it uh, to me that stuff works really well in this game. Like the jokes about video games. I think this video game does better than any video game has ever tried to do it before. I tried to explain the I don't know if anybody else did the uh, Fallout doesn't let you do this achievement and when I tried to explain it to my my brothers on a call the other day, it made me sound like a psychopath, but it is a sort of exploration of how Fallout games and Bethesda games allow you to be like a psychopath murderer. Mm. Um, unless a child is present, and then it like <laughs> disables your controls. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, this game sort of lets you uh, explore that in a way that I thought was like hysterically funny, mm-hmm. uh, and and that that is just sort of one example of of uh, the kind of I don't know very meta gamey send ups that it, it it does that I find very funny. Did anybody get to the uh, trolley problem bit? No, I didn't see that. There's a bit where you're just like running around and then you come across the trolley problem and there's five aliens tied up on one side of these tracks and one alien tied <laughs> oh, up no. on the other, And it literally just has you do the trolley problem. Like that is a straight over the plate fucking joke, right? That And yeah. that stuff is, there's so much of it and I think a lot of it works. It's when the game gets a little bit, I don't know, lazier with the humor that it doesn't Lucy, hit me. Lucy, can you right? talk,
1: yeah, before... Uh, to pivot a little bit, can you talk mechanically a little bit? Because we haven't really touched on Like, what on is the actual game and that we're... Yeah, we can dig deep, deep, deep down mm. into our own uh, belly buttons, figuring out what's funny and what's not. But uh, to, to set the stage, mechanically speaking...
2: So as a first-person shooter, you are playing as character uh, taken from Earth because aliens want to come and basically use humans as drugs. And so you're taken to this planet, and you become a bounty hunter to take out this gang... And as a bounty hunter, you get this superpowered suit, and you can add things onto it, um, like a boost. And later on, you get a jetpack. Hmm. And then the other kind of main conceit of the and the, what sets it apart is that each of your gun is actually each of your guns is actually an alien who talks to you the whole time, but has different abilities. So Kenny, that first gun is more like a standard sort of pistol, but he has an alt fire which globs stuff, like a little explosive goo that you can use to kind of juggle enemies or you can use to um, move pieces of the environment. Then later on, you get stuff that stops time. You get uh, big mechanical saw blades that shoot out. And so that, for me, when I got the first boost and I just started zipping around, it went from kind of like, oh, okay, this is a funny game with kind of okay first person shooter mechanics to oh i'm having a fun time this is where <sighs> this is where it's all connecting for me oh and you have a talking it, knife that yes latches onto stuff
0: very murderous
2: it, yes it
1: takes in my opinion one of the issues i had it takes i think too long to get past that first sort of standard gun mm-hmm. uh i i I actually had to stop playing for a while. now. I have like pretty bad carpal tunnel syndrome, so your mileage may vary. But I actually had to stop playing at one point because my finger <laughs> hurt too bad from single pulling the trigger over and over and over and over and over again. Um, that is immediately remedied when you get the first like additional gun, Gu- uh, Gus, who is like a, sh- a basically a shotgun. Um, and uh, but I it took too long to get to that point. I think it felt pretty standard i don't feel mechanically like there's a lot of new ground being broken here it's pretty uh it's pretty standard but i think that that's fine like uh i'm not looking for it to sort of reinvent the wheel in that in that
3: yeah
0: i i would also mention you mentioned the the firing thing like I think I've gotten extremely good at knowing what games are perfect to play on easy or very easy. And this game is Mm -mm. perfect to play on easy or very easy because the combat is clearly like very secondary. You kind of just want to get to the environments or the jokes or whatever it is. So I was like zooming through this. I think I got through like the first four missions in like three hours, three and a half hours, something like that, and had like three guns and and a bunch of upgrades and stuff like that and and as lucy said the game feels much better when you have the mobility stuff and you're uh you know kind of like grapple hooking your way through the maps and it becomes like you know not to the extreme of metroid prime but it certainly has like metroid elements where you're going back through environments you've been through with upgrades to find secrets and collectibles and stuff like that um yeah i don't know i i i think this game wor- works more than it doesn't i i actually mm. uh, i think so too think that it is it feels like uh, actually i'll i'll give credit to chris grant who said this it feels like a xbla game that never came out from the like oh, 2010s and it um mm. just like just feels like a throwback to that era of like relatively simple gameplay with like a lot of goofy jokes and uh you know an art style that is like not gorgeous but it is like unique and and kind of stands out and um i don't know I just, I, as a game that like i sit there and i play for 45 minutes and do a single mission or something like that i come away pretty satisfied because i feel like i had some sort of arc to it and like while it's not lol hilarious i like think it's pretty reasonably funny to like keep my ent- mm. uh, my attention
1: the audacity is is a lot of what impresses me about this game. There's a lot of stuff where it seems like, oh, you didn't – oh, you all really did this. Like, this is really the direct – I'll give you an example. There is a um, – you can find these warp mm-hmm. disks, and they basically let you warp – rather than warp you to a place, they let you like – sometimes it works that way. And sometimes it'll warp in a structure. Like, it'll bring a structure yep. in. I bought a movie theater – Warp disc. Did anybody else do this? Not the no, movie. Di- no. no. I bought a movie theater warp disc. I went to that like deserty type world, mm-hmm. uh, and I used the warp disc there, and it created an entire movie theater um, there in the desert world, which I walked into, and they were showing an entire movie called Demon mm-hmm. Wind, and the guys from uh, Red Letter Media were sitting in the front row as aliens and talking like basically riffing the entire movie What? so like the whole movie is there you sit in a theater and can watch the entire movie while these guys riff on the entire film and that's just like a thing that's in there and you can I mean the achievement you get from going in is like yes we paid for an entire movie They is did it,
2: did like it for multiple because yeah. Tammy and the T
3: Rex is right. in there also. Blood yes. Harvest so there are... is
2: there because I came back to the house and Tiny Tim was just singing, and I was like, "Oh my god, what is this?" I know, is this turning into a horror game? But no, uh, yeah, I didn't realize. It was yeah, multiple, multiple
1: films. <laughs> like the entire. There's a part where like a guy traps you in a room and says that you need to wait a full hour oh, yeah. and that is your mission objective is like wait an hour. And I was desperate to just like leave it running then come back in an hour. It is on it happen, YouTube. But... If
0: you want to, you could skip ahead and really? yeah someone actually, okay, did it. I,
3: there is a lot of shit like that. there I just saw a clip of uh somebody who was trying to like route a speed run through the game by like jumping over like some unintended geometry and then getting on top of a roof. And your gun like comments on it, yeah. Like, oh, you just sk- you sk- you skip that part, huh? Oh, you uh, you you must be doing one of those speed runs. Oh, that's cool, that's cool, we like it. Uh... And then, like, as the game goes on, people will continue to comment on the things that you are skipping as you do this speed run. And the fact that they sort of like programmed for that is is pretty delightful. Yeah, to me, that was a good Justin uh, Roiland impression too, Griffin. Well done.
0: Oh, thanks. Yeah, no, I, <laughs>
3: yeah. Uh, we are sort of dancing around this idea of, like, adjudicating a game's humor score because it's, like, not possible. It is so uh, it is so subjective. It's subjective not only in the taste of the person playing it, but also in, like, the shit you see. Like, that movie theater thing sounds hysterical, but I didn't see it. Uh, but I feel like this game, it definitely throws a lot of spaghetti at the wall, but it got some full-blown belly laughs out of me. Which I don't, I can't think of too many games that have done that sort of in the the writing and the like execution of game scenario as opposed to just like you know uh, unintentional humor from like ragdolling the snake dudes on the bridge on Dark Souls. Like the first time I did that, I was busting up mm-hmm. laughing, but that's not really writing. Uh, I feel like this game is 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 one of the more successful like successfully written comedy games that I've maybe ever played. It,
1: um it is it is winning, I think, in terms of just quantity. And I think that like that, that I think that, that is uh, a a really good trick. Uh I would complain a bit about uh I heard some of the barks like um you know what I mean like um the lines that the guns say repeated. Your drone and, and for... I feel like y- yeah that's poison. Like, I feel like if you're, if you're writing this much stuff, like let it lie once, but like the second time you hear any joke ever, it's not. Yeah. It just needs to be deleted from the game at that point. Just just like, never let me hear it again because that, that really does break the spell. So I wish that that never happened. There's lots of writing in this game. Like it does not need to be, uh, uh, repeated like that. I want to talk more about comedy in games because I have a lot of thoughts about it. Um, and we're going to do that in the second segment anything else on this game specifically though I I I was really won over I mean I think I think it's very pleasant I I feel like if there is a if there is a a, an issue I was having I wanted the the thing that works so well about like the Rick and Morty format or any serialized comedy thing um, is that like there's an arc right it's like joke 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 and then a lot of episodes will have, I, like Rick and Morty, not exactly, but, you know, the, a point of view or like a, not a message necessarily, but like something that makes it feel complete rather than just. Like a family, like scream. Family
0: Guy lacks this generally is like a, cause it is a joke, 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 joke. Whereas I agree with you. Exactly. I think there is an ambition surprisingly to Solar Opposites and Rick and Morty um, that I haven't, well, I mean, I haven't beaten this, so it's hard for me to say, but this does lean more on the this is just a series of jokes
1: or just like stuff like bobs burgers I mean, yeah. any, anything right like mainly comedy and then like but there is a heart underneath right. it and i actually don't know if that's there with this game if it is it's, it 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 is playing its cards very close mm-hmm. to the best um lucy do you have any i don't know lucy you, you do you, did you yeah. feel any of that like sort of fatigue of just it being a constant joke stream
2: no i i agree it's very It kind of made me feel like I'd gone back in time just to the point where the internet was just like rage comics in a way. That's kind of what it reminded me of. Like everything was brash, but these were just very, very colorful kind of rage comics and very just in your face, just joke, 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 very relentless. I also think kind of, um, it's going to make me sound like such a dweeb, but the, the fact that like Every line of dialogue has swearing in it. it. Definitely lessens the punch. It kind of made me mm. feel like you know like a like a cool teenager who's well they think they're cool. They just like swear in every single sentence to the point where it gets a little bit overbearing and it lacks that punch anymore that you get from, you know, when a swear word just like really lands. Um mm, yeah. When I'm kind of going through it I'm just sort of like trying to pass out what the good jokes are going to be and and filter out what like what the bad jokes are going to be because I think I agree like when they land they land really really well mm-hmm. and there's some really weird stuff in there. I don't know if you found the alien who sells um alien bodily fluids. But what like pee? No. What like let's blood? No. let's not speculate.
1: <laughs> well, like
0: saliva?
2: No. Uh but <laughs> breast milk? Not even. <laughs> It's not? <laughs> but there's- um,
3: That's all of them. Ju- that's all that's the all juices. All I, I don't get it. Juices.
2: No, there's, no. it was uh, really, uh, yeah.
1: It, <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Cerebral spinal fluid. Yeah, it's disgusting. <laughs> it's disgusting. Gross. It's disgusting.
2: Marrow? Yucko. So, you know, there's also those moments where it really pushes what I think we've seen in games before, and particularly when it comes to comedy in games, like those gross out moments. But I agree, I haven't necessarily found any heart in there yet. I know that your sister is supposed to be this kind of, I don't know, anchor to humanity. And I'm at a part in the game where I'm kind of rescuing humans
4: mm-hmm. as
2: well. But there isn't really, you know, I'm, I'm playing the game because I'm a bounty hunter and I have a talking gun and I'm going around just shooting stuff and zipping around the battlefield. Also, right? you I'm were not...
0: assigned, so you yes. kind of had to.
2: Yeah, kinda had to do that. So I didn't you know, I didn't pick up the mantle or anything. I was just kind of shoved into it. Um yeah, but at the same time, I'm enjoying it. Like I've had big I mean, Tim Robinson's gun is the weirdest one, and it is probably the funniest. Even yeah. though the gun itself isn't necessarily my favorite, I'd keep it on all the time because it's just so bizarre. It's so a uh, weird yeah, game, I, but I like it. Yeah.
0: I would also add, okay, so the game is on Game Pass. I feel like there are, I as we've talked about Game Pass a lot on this show, I think Game Pass is a very good service, but I think there are also a lot of games that come through Game Pass and you kind of just forget that it existed or it was on there. And this is not one of those games. Like, this is actually one of the more standout releases. Whether you like it or not, like, it feels like something very different and unique. So because it is there, I think a lot of people are going to play it, whereas before, maybe not. Um so I, I think it's at least worth a shot to see if it's your taste.
2: I think a lot of people did play it, right? Wasn't it top of the the Game Pass charts or uh, there I there were I know. Remember I seeing didn't talk something about, about it. really Big Phil. Um now that <laughs> I remember seeing something about, you know, just tons of people played it, even I, though
0: I wouldn't be surprised just because there haven't been a ton of these like more uh, you know high profile game pass releases for a while so and it came out during December when everyone was stuck at home so uh yeah it would make sense that it did quite well and and good for them uh we've got
1: lots more games to talk about and we're gonna do that right after the break
4: which is now y'all RocketMoney.com slash besties.
1: You go get a phone, you just want a phone, talk to your friends and family, you're not asking so much. Then you get these contracts and you get ripped off because you've got all this fine print little details, and all of a sudden they're sucking money out of your pocket like some sort of digital leech. You know, the contract may sound good uh, up front, but there's always some sort of catch. You know, who's not going to do that to you? Not going to pull that nonsense? Mint Mobile. Their wireless plans, there is no catch. $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those savings directly on to you. You want to pay hundreds of dollars, for, like literal hundreds of dollars for your wireless plan? Or you want to have a nice, easy solution, save some, put the bucks back in your pocket, pay 15 bucks a month. Say bye to your overpriced wireless plans jaw-dropping monthly bills the unexpected overages sound familiar to get this new customer offer and get your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month go to mintmobile.com slash besties that's mintmobile.com slash besties cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash besties additional taxes Fees and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details.
4: Comedy
0: and games is really hard. It is. I was actually going through a list of like, like some quote favorite uh, best comedy games, and it reminded me like there's a there's quite a large range between mm-hmm. you know, I think this uh, High on Life is like a very dialogue centric or visual centric comedy game uh with quote jokes like straight up jokes in them but there are also games that are like like uh, human fall flat which is just like a visual like physical comedy game like uh, most of the jokes in that game are are just like seeing people fall down in funny ways and so there is quite a range and i think uh there have actually been more games than you'd think that have actually done a pretty good job of it um does anyone have any lucy do you
1: you remember any that like particularly tickle your proverbial funny bone
2: Honestly, I think I find more humor in games when it comes to, you know, like ragdolling around or something going the way you don't Mm -hmm. necessarily expect. I did find Disco Elysium very funny, Mm. but then at the Mm. same time, incredibly depressing. I (laughs) I I feel like more games elicit a sort of sensible chuckle from me rather than a full on belly laugh.
1: It's really hard. I mean, games are tough because they're supposed to be – are not supposed to be, but almost always a player-guided experience mm. where you are taking in content at your own pace. And so much of comedy is in timing mm-hmm. uh, and, and the specificity of the moment. It can be really hard. For example, uh, Griffin and I were participants in a little game called 100 Foot Robot Golf. We were not uh, architects of that game. We were brought on to uh, just kind of do jokes at it as the announcers. And the stuff that we thought um, was funny when we were doing it, uh, a lot of people commented on how it just seemed like not really (laughs) (laughs) out of context. And it's really hard, right? Because it's so much about like what came before this and what was the build to it and like what is the setup for it? And doing that in a vacuum mm. can be really, really tough. Mm. Which I think is one of the benefits that High on Life has is that because Justin Rowland is so involved in the company, it's baked in from the beginning, right? Like it's 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 not a, an afterthought or 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 a slider that is being raised. It is like part of the of the DNA of the thing.
3: Mm. Um, I I feel like comedy in uh, games is I feel sort of similarly about it as I do about horror in games, even though obviously that is a much more sort of explored emotion. Uh that that the horror genre is much more served than the comedy genre, in that like it is enhanced by the like form of interactive video games. For me, the scariest video games are like the FromSoft games because of the tension that they build and the stakes that that uh, are, are developed, you get so into it, and then when that tension breaks with, like, a scary moment, it is more scary to me than a zombie jumping out of a, a, a box in Resident Evil, right? I feel the same way about comedy where when that kind of tension is broken with humor, it is far funnier than any just, like, straight-up joke could be in a game. That's why, like uh overcooked is Mm -hmm. is a big one for me that game is about like managing a very chaotic kitchen and trying to like stay up on top of all that and spinning all those plates puts you in a state of mind where once you start laughing at something like you kind of never stop i feel like the game that i have just full stop laughed at the most while playing is probably towerfall uh, just in playing like big groups of, of my friends, uh, we we used to play that game all the time back when I was in Austin, and you get so like dialed into the matrix mm. of that game that whenever you sort of have like a frantic uh, close quarters match against somebody, no matter which way it goes, the like relief that you feel after that uh can be really 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 cathartic and funny. And they also and, have and me, like the
0: replay right at the end of Towerfall matches where it like slow-mo yeah. shows who died and that's like a like a button on the end of that joke if you will.
3: And and, and I, for me that's like it's not a comedy game. Right. I don't even think it was intended to 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 be that. There's not like ragdoll physics and funny stuff like that happening. But there is something to be said for the fact that like you know games that leverage that sort of interactivity and make that part of the joke uh that's always going to be better than just some sort of uh straight up you know uh recitation of of Mm. uh, a goof that somebody wrote one time i feel like this game honestly does that pretty well uh the the like making you complicit in some of the funny things that Mm -hmm. happen and giving you the choice to either do them or not do them like Uh, walking away
2: from an npc as they're talking to you and they yeah. Going, oh my god. Hey, the, the, come on. Cool just walk away <laughs> from me. A, the
3: the fucking uh you come to a broken bridge yeah, in like that's... the second mission oh, of yes. the game with some construction <laughs> workers and you can just massacre them all because this game sort of has a pretty blasé uh vibe about violence. Uh, and they're all, like, like asshole,
0: like, jerk. They're all
3: assholes that have the same, like, hey, come on, <laughs> hey, come on, fuck you, buddy. Yeah. Uh, if you don't kill them, as you go on to do the platforming section that follows, they're just fucking commenting yeah. <laughs> and razzing you, like, the whole time. Oh, look, this fucking guy, oh, he can tether. Oh, look, he's <laughs> tether. Oh, a dash jump. Oh, real cool, you think you're such hot shit because you can dash jump. Uh, like, that's really, that's really really funny, and it's funnier to me than any joke uh, that anybody could write for a game.
1: It's also fun to hear people having fun doing the video. Yeah. Where, yes. where, where it's not. I heard there was one where, <laughs> I forget what it was. It was just, a, there's a lot of like incidental, uh, uh, what's the word where the it's part of the environment. Um, Barks? Diagetic. Oh, like yeah. audio where it's like you're hearing a voiceover or whatever. There was one where he's doing a pitch for G, somebody's doing a pitch for G3, which is the cartel. That they, and he was just doing a bunch of different taglines. And one of them was G3 Cartel, what's in your wallet? (laughs) And when he did it, when he, the person doing the voice, like started laughing after they did, like you heard them laugh. And it's like,
3: that's fun. (laughs) Like, that's fun. That's gonna, that Uh, that works. I wanna, I, uh, this is, we're far past this point talking about the game. The music is fucking radical. Yeah, it is. My favorite part of the game. It's by, uh, Tobacco, who was in uh, Black Moth Super Rainbow, it's just like this really, I don't know, fucked up bizarre. synth. Like bizarre synth pulsating soundtrack that is kind of like dynamic whenever battles are happening. What's, there's that uh, battle I, theme
2: where it's like, it sounds like something's winding up the whole time.
3: Yeah.
0: And it it's, just uh,
2: gets under my skin cool. in a good way.
0: Mm. Yeah. Um, I wanted to mention, and I've talked about it a lot on the show, I think Portal 2 for, like, games that are trying for pretty consistent humor is the most successful at this. I think it does, you know, we were talking earlier about the idea of uh, having humor and also kind of building to a, a maybe a deeper theme to it. And I think Portal 2 nails that way more than any other game ever has. Um, ah, I mean, if you want to go that route, I think Stanley it's the Parable. It's Stanley Parable, a parable also, better. including the Ultra Deluxe version, which just came out. Um, yeah, both of them are extremely, really, really strong. And
1: and it's also weird that Monkey Island and Space Quest and all those games have never been funny ever. And I, not a single good <laughs> joke in any of the franchises uh, that has ever worked for me in the history of
0: mankind. Still enjoy the series, not a good joke in them. I liked Space Quest when I was a little little kid. Well, I was like eight. Yeah, there you go. It was funny. I like, I liked He-Man.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Don't watch a lot of He-Man these days, but I did enjoy it as an eight-year-old. Um, should we move on to honorable mention? Wait,
1: you didn't oh. even put Death Spank on oh. here. Who did? Who made this list without she Death Spank? Was... She... Probably the only a old person old enough to remember Death Spank, but that was Ron Gilbert's actual adventure that was very- Death Spank
3: came big. out in like 2010.
1: Yeah. yeah. It leaned a lot
0: on Bacon. It did. Bacon <laughs> funny. Hey. Uh, should we dive into Honorable Mentions? Anyone playing anything or watching anything else?
2: I've been playing Prey again. 2017. Whoa. Ooh, we'll wow. point to that. Wait, which Prey?
0: Which Prey? I,
2: 2017, the arcane one.
0: Oh, okay. The good one. Yep.
2: The good one. I, <laughs> um, no, I'm a big arcane fan. Very excited, obviously, for Redfall. Mm. Even like it looks to be kind of a bit of a departure from, you know, mm-hmm. kind of more of an open world type thing. But no, I just, I realized that I'm a, huge, I'm a huge Arcane fan and I've played, you know, the Dishonoreds and Deathloop so many times, but I never really gave Prey, I only played it once and I didn't remember loving it as much as the others at the time. And then I went back to it and yeah, play, Prey rips. It's so good. I'm loving it.
0: Did you play I'm Mooncrash? I
2: separation. No, I didn't. That was the other thing, because I know that they kind of, used a lot of that as inspiration and like trialed a lot of things when they were make for making Deathloop. So I uh that's my, you know, I'm right at the end of Prey and I'm gonna go yeah, in and try Mooncrash. Definitely
0: play Mooncrash. Mooncrash, I think, as a core gameplay experience, is stronger than Deathloop. I think it takes more risks, which kind of makes sense because it was DLC, so it wasn't like a full game they had to build out, but um it's much more in the style that I prefer of that kind of game. Um so yeah, definitely check it out. It's excellent.
2: Yeah. There's just something about arcane games where I can just pick one up and I know I'm immediately comfortable. Like yeah. I can just I know exactly what to interact with. I know exactly the rules of it. I know the limitations of it. I know the how it's gonna feel. I can't take credit for this quote. It's I think Beck said it, but it's like it's like sitting in plastic furniture and you go back to a rocking chair and you just ease into it and you just mm. You'd melt into it and i just feel so familiar and i i'm really nosy i guess and so the fact that it has so many emails i'm just going yes. through and being a right little no- <laughs> like i immediately just invested all my points into hacking and i was like yeah i'm gonna go through everything i'm gonna follow this D game right I'm there's a whole D bit that's what i was
3: thinking too with the emails yeah, yeah. wild it's
2: great um
3: Prey has the nerf gun it does. thing, right, that you can use to press, but God, what a fucking great game. It's so good.
2: And then, and like, I, uh, the first time I played it, it would have been, I think it was pre-release, and so I wasn't as, uh, I wasn't aware of how much you could get away with with the glue gun. Oh, yeah. So now yeah. I'm yes. just making stairs everywhere. I'm just hopping up and going into places where it probably shouldn't been. found a whole section of the ship I missed on my first run. Wow. Uh, like a massive section of the ship that I missed, um, And I'm just, yeah, I'm just having such a good time with it. I think I've really missed just an immersive sim, to be honest.
0: Yeah, I guess it's been a little while since we've had one on that scale, right? I can't Mm -hmm. think of like a more recent uh, example of it.
1: Um, I have been playing something really good, actually. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's called The Past Within. Know? No. No. about this. No. It's uh okay, do you does anyone here know Rusty Lake? Yeah. It's a developer that does it's an indie game studio that does a they have a world that is called Rusty Lake and they've done a series of like these point and click sort of gothic point and click uh adventure games pu- very puzzle heavy. They've done a lot of uh escape room type games that are small uh, contain things and then they have some bigger ones called Rusty Lake Hotel and Rusty Lake Paradise and and um uh, I did not realize dis-
3: I've played Rusty Lake Hotel. I did not realize this is a whole metaverse of um yeah they IP. have
1: tons of games but this new one the past within keeps that same sort of idea of like the gothic point and click adventure game but the there are two it is a co op game where one of you is in the past and one of you is in the present and there, the two phones, uh, uh, if you're playing on phones, I think it's also on steam are not connected. So it's about like using clues from one to help you solve the other and helping you solve that one will help unearth a clue that will help the other person progress through theirs. So you're kind of like describing what you're seeing for example, the, uh, you might find, like, a keypad with no hints mm. or numbers or anything. And then the other person on their screen somewhere finds a random, like, grid that they can't make heads or tails of. But that grid that they found is actually a clue for your puzzle. So you're using, like, clues – the, the clues for yours are in the other person's. So you're playing co- collaboratively. You have to be in constant communication but you're not like the, the phones are not communicating. It is just using one to help you uh, in the other. And you see the two sort of intertwining and, and things like that. Um, It was a really cool experience. I played with Sid just sort of like, uh, you know, on the couch. Um, But it was real, but you could play it over the phone or, or whatever discord or whatever. They have a, a discord server actually set up for people who, Want to play but don't have somebody to play with? You can log in there and oh, find someone nice. who will uh, yeah. run through it with you. But it's really a really cool idea, really a really neat concept. Um, that was that was a lot of fun. Both of you have to own the game, yeah. um, but I think it's you know four or five bucks, something like that. But um, it's called the Past
3: Within. Um, but it's it was really neat. Um, I want to give a quick shout out to Outpath uh, First Journey. I saw this pop up on like the Steam top charts. It is uh, free. It is like the prologue of Outpath, a bigger game that is supposed to come out this year, which is like a clicker survival base building game. Uh, it's like a first person 3D game. You know what it is? It is uh, it is basically Forager in 3D oh. form. Uh, so it, it's very, very similar. You go around, you know, busting up trees and rocks to build a crafting table to, you know, earn experience points to expand your island and unlock new biomes and all that stuff. Uh, I I played like a couple hours of it, and it's very cool, and then I made myself stop because I I really liked it, and I kind of just want to wait for the full.
0: Oh, yeah, on. it's got like a Minecraft Something. look to it, kind of. Yeah, sure.
3: Uh, I <laughs> you don't think so? <laughs> just, yeah, sure, whatever you say, man. Uh, <laughs> no, it looks exactly like
1: Minecraft. It's
3: different. Uh, I mean, it's not, it's not, everything's not made out of cubes. If we want to get, if we hey want to, I'm looking at it. <laughs> yeah. Everything's yeah. made out of cubes. Just small <laughs> no, cubes, except but things it's that cubes. Aren't made I'm out made out of cubes. Buddy? If you get I'm small enough. I'm looking at it. They're cubes, bud. I mean, there are some cubes. There's definitely lots of cubes. It's, it's
1: mainly cubes. <laughs>
3: uh, I, uh, I'm surprised, Justin, that you did not talk about Paul T. Goldman. Did you talk about it last week? Yeah, we week? talked Was about it mom? already. I yeah. talked about it last week. Okay, okay, okay. Um, and I had to tell you about it again. Yeah. The name
0: is not a memorable. <laughs> In
1: person. Griffin Griffin was not, no, 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 it's not that. <laughs> it's like, Griffin, I guess, is sort of spaced out because I had to give him a second pitch
3: <laughs> on Paul Z. Goldman. But you I, did watch it, Griffin. My TV can you please back me up? My TV, at first, a, a defense. My TV watching during hockey season is competitive, man. I only I only have a few nights a week where hockey is not happening, and I use those those days to usually watch, you know, Survivor, The Circle, yeah, whatever. Uh, Do you so, watch hockey, so, or is it you know? just Rachel? Oh we, yeah, dude, we watch every uh, Blues game oh, we okay. have for years. Um, uh, yeah, it's fucking great. It's so weird. It's the weirdest. It's the weirdest show I've seen in forever, and I think it. It, I think it even ramps over what the rehearsal did yeah. in terms of oh. sort of like uh, experimental uh, sort of meta storytelling. He was on uh, uh, Jimmy
0: I, Kimmel. I saw an interview with him and Seth Rogen together. and Paul T. Goldman? Yeah. Wow. And it was I mean, that bizarre.
3: Goes. I bet. <laughs> I bet it did. Um, I also uh, wanted to play a RPG and so I picked up my uh, Nintendo 3DS. I've been playing uh, Dragon Quest Nine on there. It's a good game, great game. <laughs> okay.
0: Uh, uh, real game. quick, I've been playing uh, Castlevania Dawn of Sorrow, which
3: I haven't played Fuck in yeah, years dude. and years. Did you play that hack with no, with no uh, touch the no screen controls? Yeah. yeah, it's Can you talk about that because it's hysterical to me, and also the only way to play. Sure. The game. So,
0: so uh, Castlevania Dawn of Sorrow was the first. DS, um, Castlevania game, and, uh, it came out, and, you know, when a new Nintendo console launches, of course every feature within the console needs to be utilized, and in this case every time you needed to, like, capture a soul or beat a boss, you had to draw a fucking pattern on the screen and it sucked, and then there'd be like oh, here's some ice, you have to chip away at the ice, you just want to play a fucking Castlevania game, so, industrious game modders, uh, basically went through the game and just ripped out all of those features, and you just play it like a normal Castlevania game, and it's so so good.
3: It's a, it's wow. essentially a straight up sequel of Aria of Sorrow. The yeah. first uh, it is a direct sequel. Bates yeah, game with Soma and uh, all the soul collecting. One of the best. I would argue those two stuff.
0: Castlevania games are the height, the peak. Of Castlevania for me. Like, better than uh, Symphony of the Night. I think they are spectacular, and if you've never played either of them... I know Aria is on the uh, Advanced Collection uh, that just came out, um, and then Dawn of Sorrow you have to
3: obviously own, but... How funny that Russ and I are both playing Nintendo DS games this week.
0: This is the age we live in.
3: I guess so. I
0: wish I had Um, my
2: DS here. I haven't... all All my old Nintendo stuff is back in the UK. I only have my Switch over here, but, you know, every so often you kind of get... Pang! I was like, I would love to Can you plug in
0: a UK... Like, what happens if you plug in the outlet? Does it get fucked up? Like the PAL thing? I don't know.
2: Oh, I don't know. I usually use... I have a power adapter, Uh, so I still have, like, a UK switch. Um, It should be
0: okay. We'll find out.
2: Well, I'll I'll find out. I'll report back.
0: (laughs) Cool. I think we did it. Lucy, where can people find you and your things...
2: You can find me. I'm on Twitter. God help me. At Lucy James Games. (laughs) And you can find me. i GameSpot, Giant Bomb, and on the Friends Per Second podcast. Awesome.
0: What are we doing next week? Uh, Well, before we do that, I want to thank the following people for writing reviews for the besties on Apple Podcasts. We have... Balik Papan four 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 many fours, Sebster six six six, and Mick Sizzle. Thank you for writing reviews for the besties on Apple Podcasts, and thank you to everyone else who has shared the show and talked about it and said how great it is. We greatly appreciate it. Um, next week we have Metal Gear Solid One, the very first. Why? Metal Ooh. Gear Solid?
3: Is it an anniversary?
0: Nope. We have no news peg for this.
1: Thank you, Griffin, for asking the exact question I asked and was laughing at. And you know what?
0: It is a valid question whether we have a reason to be playing this game. We had an idea. Really, Plant had an idea, but he's not here today, so I'll give the idea. We had an idea that it'd be fun on the, like, slower uh, weeks if we went through the year uh, playing through a single series, and we thought Metal Gear Solid, given the fact that the game, uh, the series ranges pretty dramatically over the course of many years— would be an interesting one, so we're gonna try it out. And if y'all don't like it, we will just bail after the first episode. But I think we're, I think it's gonna be pretty interesting and cool. So we're gonna be playing Metal Gear Solid One primarily on the PlayStation. Can we? Does Twin Snakes count? I don't know. Good question.
3: I mean, I might I might do that one. It's a little I've more never playable. Twin Snakes.
0: Yeah, uh, that's I've but yeah, no news peg. We are we are just gonna dive in, and uh, I think it should be fun. Excellent. Well, I'm looking forward to that. Anything else for us before we... No, I think we're good. Thank you, Lucy, for... Thank you, Lucy, so much for being here with us. Thank you so much for having me.
2: This has been wonderful. Thank you again.
0: A pleasure. You can go back to
1: bed now, I guess. It's (laughs) so pretty. No, I got
2: another show in half an hour.
1: Oh, my gosh. Okay. Thank you so much. And thanks to you for listening. Be sure to join us again next week for the besties. Because shouldn't the world's best friends pick the world's best games?